Hey everybody and welcome. I'm Kathy Baker and I am delighted you are joining me for my summer series. This I'm doing every Wednesday in July and I'm calling it Time to Reset and Renovate. So each week I'm going to take a look at different ways to take a look at our lives and see what we might need to change and adjust a little bit. So today we're looking at Life Reset. Then we're going to look at Life Renovation life interruptions, and life changes. So I'm real excited about what the summer holds for us and hope that you'll plan to be with me every week. Let's get started with life reset. You know, sometimes we just begin to live our life in autopilot. We do the same routine, same thing every day, every week at the same time. And so we might need a reset to regain some creativity in our lives and to be more fulfilled. Well, sometimes our lives get out of control. We have interruptions and transitions and changes that happen, and we might need a reset. Sometimes we've made bad decisions and we need a reset. Sometimes we need to look at our resources, our time, and our energy in a new way. This happened to many of us in the, during the pandemic and we have found we need a reset. Sometimes we have reoccurring toxic thoughts that we need to take captive and we need to reset those. Sometimes we need to examine our lives to see how really satisfied we are. We might need a reset in some of those areas. Well, each of these sometimes may reveal an area in our lives where we need to make an adjustment. Now, the dictionary definition of reset means to set, adjust, or fix something in a new or different way. Well, we're going to look at how we might do that in our own lives, how to adjust and reset something or fix it completely, and that's like a full renovation that can help us transform our lives. So this is a summer to reset or renovate. We're going to examine today three major areas, why we might need a reset, some practical steps to reset, and then we're going to look at a biblical example of someone in scripture who did a reset. <coughs> well, first of all, let's look at why we might need a reset. Often we all need to push that reset button because things seem to be going on around us that may feel out of control a little bit, and we need to regain our focus and our grounding in God. So we're really looking at a spiritual reset in our lives, something that will get us back to being grounded in our faith and grounded in letting God guide every aspect of our lives. Now, I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of others that our default position for approaching issues, problems, current concerns, cares that come into our lives is to get a handle on those in our own strength instead of God's strength. It's kind of a tendency we have, isn't it? We might even begin to list all the things we've done to get a hold of the problems that we're facing. But until we really let go and let God give us the strength and the wisdom, the answers, the willpower, 
we will continue in this ineffective cycle of just trying to handle the issues in our own lives by ourselves. Well, our need to reset means that we're holding on areas of our life instead of letting God have those. If we need a reset, it's because there's some area where we're trying to fix our own problems. Well, let's look at some of those areas in our lives. We're gonna look at maybe three general areas where we tend to take our focus off of God and put it on the task or the problems that we're facing. Well, let's be real. It doesn't take much to just distract us. So let's look at those little things. Sometimes just waiting longer in the grocery store line than we think uh, seems reasonable gets us distracted. We, we begin to think thoughts that are unkind or, or we become impatient or maybe dealing with distracted drivers who are too slow or just drivers in general. Those things tend to get us off focus just a little bit and that may be an area we need to reset. Sometimes it's annoying habits and those ticks that other people have who may live with us that display and those get us off track. We may need to reset. Those are those simple little everyday issues where we may need to get a hold of those and let God help us deal with those. Well, and then there are other things that are a little more irksome, and those can be relational issues that we face that distract us from God. Maybe it's an uncomfortable issue you're dealing with someone like a neighbor or a friend, uh, or it could be somebody in the family. It could be adult children that aren't living the way that we want them to live. And so the relationship is a little bit broken. Maybe you're having grandchildren concerns that you're holding on to. Or a uh, retirement time is often a time to, to look at reset and relationships with new people and leaving behind other relationships. Or it could be financial issues that we are that you might be dealing with. So those are relational or issues or some others that involve a greater degree of concern for us than just those daily concerns that we have. And then there are major problems that could cause us to lose our focus and trust in God. We might need a reset. Uh, if there's been a major illness or a health concern and we're not trusting God to be in control of it, there may have been a death in the family or a job loss or some kind of major rift in the family. Well, we often move through these life issues relying on our own strength and we, we spend a lot of time pondering and processing how to respond in each of these situations. Sometimes we overthink those also. Well, as Christians, I believe that most of us genuinely want to rely on God, and we really desire His guidance in our lives, and, and we're truly committed to, to Him. However, we still often take control ourselves, and without turning into to His Word or to His wise counsel, as a result, over time, and that's always the case, 
over time, we can find ourselves acting in ways that may not be bringing the good results that we want in our lives and may not resemble the hope that we have through Jesus Christ. Well, demands of everyday life can just snatch our focus from God and just keep us focused on the problems we have. That's time for a a reset of all of those. When we begin to focus on the task and the problems and how we're going to work those out and what we can do next, next, we are in this loop. We are caught in a loop and our mind recycles the same thought patterns. We go through the same cycle of behavior and we never seem to get out of the cycle. So if nothing changes in that loop, then nothing will change in our life. And that's time for a reset. We often get signals for a reset. We get signals in our body, in our mind, in our emotions, that let us know we are not in alignment with God. And so we might feel agitated or we may be snippy at people or angry or or we may uh, be without energy. And there are all kinds of clues that we need a reset. So let's, let's look further at where we need a reset. There are often areas that really try our patience and they try our faith. These are areas of temptation, and the temptation is either to be carnal or Christian. If we are tempted to be carnal, then we become worldly, and we're not letting God uh, lead us in all of the issues and concerns. Let's see how this looks. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you're constantly butting heads with, and there's probably a need for a reset in that relationship. Are there temptations or vices or behaviors that you would love to stop, but you just can't seem to find a way forward? Well, this is an area where you probably need a reset. Sometimes we have thoughts and ideas and concerns that we just don't stop worrying about. So our mind is telling us we need a reset. We get focused on damaged thoughts broken thoughts that we've been thinking about for years. And it's like we're playing this outdated recording in our heads that just over and over we begin to complain about or we fixate on certain things. Maybe we become jealous or envious of others and and we see that their life is better than ours. And so we're fixated on those thoughts. Well, in all honesty, there are an endless number of places where we might need a reset. So if something doesn't just pop into your head, I've given on the handout a list of things where you might be might look at to, and test yourself to see if you're living fully in your faith in each of those areas. Because here's what scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Look closely at yourselves. Test yourselves to see if you are living in the faith. You know that Jesus Christ is in you unless you fail the test. So we're supposed to examine ourselves 
to see if in, there's any area where we're not living in faith. So I've given a list of things for you to consider. It's your health, your marriage, your parenting, your finances, your attitude, your time with scripture, your priorities, your routine, your time and your schedule, your energy level, your time with God, your thought life, habits, your confidence level, a relationship, or your relationship with God. So if by now you haven't already identified an area where you might need a reset, there's a list for you to check out and to, to consider. We read in Romans 12, verse 3, do, you, do not think you are better than you are. That's an, a humbling statement, isn't it? You must decide what you really are by the amount of faith God has given you. So it's important for us to periodically examine ourselves to see who we are in Christ and to see if we are truly living in the faith that God has given us. So examine those areas. The resetting of our lives is actually a spiritual discipline. See, a reset helps us focus, refocus our lives, and it helps us to put our confidence back in the Lord. At the same time, we are removing and changing those broken patterns of behavior and thinking. So this idea of resetting helps shape our perspective. It helps us to remember who we are in our relationship with God. It helps us to quit working out our problems in just our own strength. So this is a real form of humility because we're recognizing that the way we're acting and we're thinking has led us to places we don't want to go and that God would not have us go. So our relationship with God and our connection to the Holy Spirit convicts us and leads us to realize there are places where we need a reset and we need to take definitive steps to change our behavior and thinking because very often we go through a list like this or we think about places that we need to work on and we consider that for a short period of time and then we're back in the loop. Well, that really doesn't get us where we need to be in a reset. So we want to ask God to help us in the reset. It's the most important part of a spiritual discipline of resetting, letting God lead us toward success in the area where we have failed him. So once we identify this area, we take it to God in prayer. We become open and honest and very humble about the area of concern. And we've already identified what it is. Uh, I often get really impatient in the car and in lines and uh, waiting, and I'm always thinking they could do things better and they could do things faster. And I need a reset in that area. And it's an ongoing issue, and I need to determine now, today, that each time I am in one of those situations of impatience and judging people because they're not moving as quickly as I think they need to move, I need to use that time 
for thoughtful prayer and creativity and humor instead of trying to control something that is out of my control. This is humbling for us. So we want to ask God to do something new in us. Psalm 51 verse 10 tells us, God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Isn't that a beautiful prayer from the book of Psalm? We're asking God to make it new. We're asking him to create something new, a Genesis. A Genesis means a start, a beginning. I want a Genesis week out of the chaos of my life or what I perceive as chaos of my life. And God can help us to get it right. And so in order to do that, he's going to help us replace. He's going to help us to replace what we were doing with something else. I've just shared when I'm in lines and I am waiting and I am judging others for not moving as quickly as I want them to and do things the way that I want them to do. I am going to begin to replace those with other thoughts that are creative, that are filled with humor, that give me peace. I will be saying Bible verses and doing other things that will help shape that genesis that God wants in my life. That means I have to let go of something. I have to let go of that constant impatience, the tapping of my hands, the patting of my feet, the rolling of my eyes. I have to replace those. Let's look at other examples. Maybe there is somebody in your life you need to forgive. Well, if you need to forgive someone, you're probably thinking a lot of thoughts like, um, I don't really want to forgive them. I don't need to. What they did to me was actually what I would consider unforgivable. Why do I want to spend my time uh, forgiving them and trying to move forward when they are the ones that have done something? Well, these are to toxic thoughts that we need to take captive and we need to begin anew. We need to have a Genesis week. And so we begin to think something different. God, I'm choosing to push this thought aside instead of entertaining it. I know you've forgiven me for so much in my life. Help me to extend forgiveness to this per person. And again, we do it again and again and again until it takes. See, it's over and over. I'm going to be tested every day because I like to move at a fast pace and I judge others who don't. And so this is ongoing and I do it again and again until I get uh, 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 I get this it within me. I've internalized it and I'm changing the way that I am. Healing will occur when we begin to see progress and we look back on situations such as not forgiving someone and the sting of pain is not as intense. That's an indicator when it comes to forgiveness. Well, there are all kinds of thoughts and mindsets and actions that we might be considering. And so you decide on which ones you have that need a reset. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, We should remove anything from our lives that would get in the way and the sin that so easily holds us back. See, there are often things that get in the way of our reset. We always find a loophole, don't we? 
in that loop, we find a loophole. Like, oh, the reason I can't get out of this and stop this is because. And then we name whatever it is. Whatever the unhealthy or unhelpful pattern is, is what is keeping us from moving forward in our faith with a reset. So the scripture tells us, remove that. So as we go about this discipline of resetting, we ask God to help us to think through anything that's broken or incomplete in our lives, anything that is within us that is preventing us from moving forward with a reset. Uh, God will help us to do that, and he wants us to come to him. Uh, An example we find in scripture is with the prophet Jonah. Jonah was this prophet in this small little border town in ancient Israel. He was a well-known prophet, and God called him to go to Nineveh because the Ninevites were living a life of destruction, and they were. he was concerned about their spiritual condition. They were living evil lives, and he wanted Jonah to go and help bring about the change. He had confidence that Jonah could do this. Well, rather than responding to God's call, Jonah's heart resisted to it. So I'm reading in Jonah. It is chapter 1, verse 3. But Jonah tried to run from the Lord. He went to Joppa and found a boat that was going to a faraway city called Tarshish. Jonah paid money for the trip and went on the boat. He wanted to travel with the people on the boat to Tarshish and run away from the Lord. See, instead of changing his heart and doing a reset, running away just seemed a whole lot easier. Well, Jonah was this Hebrew, and he was of Jewish descent, and the Ninevites were his enemy. They were Assyrians. And so he didn't want to have anything to do with them. I imagine he said, Nineveh, are you kidding me? I don't want to go there and deal with those people. Surely you're not calling me there. Well, he, that's where God was calling him. I asked this question, how is God calling you to change and exercise your faith in the area where you need a reset? Well, Jonah needed that reset. He needed to change his heart is what he needed to do. So he's on the void and he takes a nap and he's trying to ignore the fact that he's running away from God. Do you ever do that? You just said, I'll just go to sleep. I'll sleep this problem away instead of going through the hard work of a reset. Well, here's what verse eight says, uh, that the sailors begin questioning him. They grilled him, confess, this is your fault. Why do we have this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What country? What family? And so he answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Well, this terrified them. And they said, well, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had told them that. Well, the sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they said, what should we do to make the sea calm? And he replied, well, pick me up and throw me into the sea and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. See, Jonah knew all along he was the catalyst for the storm. He was causing the problems that were affecting his life and the life of others. Is that what's happening in your area where you need a reset? 
See, God wasn't going to give up on either Jonah or the Ninevites, so there was going to have to be a change. He was living in some resentments from the past, and that's why he was having a hard time with the reset. He could not find himself uh, loving the enemy, the Ninevites. Well, after Jonah advised them to throw him overboard, they did it. And then God sent this big fish to swallow up Jonah. Well, here's what scripture tells us next. He prayed inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Do you see that Jonah got humbled, didn't he? He realized he was in great trouble, and God heard him in his cry. He stopped running away from God, and he ran to God in prayer such a humbling thing. Is there any area of your life where you need to have that humbling experience because you're causing a storm? Well, script verse 8 says, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them, but I with shouts of praise will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord, and the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah into dry land. So he was humbled through the storm. He humbled himself and prayed, and he became aware of all the idols of comfort and convenience and criticism that he had been holding toward the Ninevites, and he changed. He had been resistant to change, and he learned the hard way he needed to have a reset of his life. So once he did that, once he had, he humbled himself in prayer and committed his life back to the Lord, he has a new opportunity. See, this was going to be his Genesis week. Are you allowing any troubles and challenges in your life to drive you from God or toward God in prayer? Jonah's heart was changed then the Lord spoke to Jonah again and said, Now you go to that great city, Nineveh, and warn them of their doom. As I told you before, this time Jonah obeyed. And he went, and, and the, the first day he began to preach, and the people repented. Do you see what he went through in order to get to his, his time of reset? That's what we're looking at today. Having a heart of faith and getting unified with God is what leads to a great change. Jonah's renewed faith in God and his personal change of heart multiplied, and that was such an influence on other people. So this was whole, God's whole purpose all along with Jonah, is to help Jonah to help other people turn from their darkness and destruction. Often we can't see in the midst of our own issues and the areas where we need a reset, that God wants to work not only in us, but he wants to use us to do a work in others by our example and what we might be able to do if we let go of those areas that where we are holding on to something that is preventing us from being all that God would have us to be. Whose life is God wanting to impact and change through your own personal reset who do you think you might be able to inspire to pursue God through your own personal example of faith and change?
I hope that this will inspire you this week to take a look at the areas where you need to change, whether it's just a, a small daily personal issue that you are dealing with or a major life issue that's just holding you back and you might need a reset, which is actually a change of heart so that God can use your change to influence others. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you want us to do a reset and you give us the tools to do it and you give us the guidance and direction. Help us to see this as a spiritual pursuit, a spiritual practice, a spiritual discipline that will help us to become closer to you and be such a wonderful influence to others. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much. I hope to see you next week.